Peace, what's good, fellas? Sorry for being late. I, I was uh, I was watching Hamilton and forgot what time it was. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Southern Podcast. Shit. <laughs> Fucking leave it. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode 196 of Sapnin Podcast featuring myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan Richards. Ba-da-da-da. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards. Oh, you can't. <laughs> this episode is a cookie jar filled with treats as we uncover the paper-cut chronicles behind one of this generation's most popular songwriters. Yes, this week's guest <laughs> is Travi McCoy, the fantastic rapper, singer, songwriter, incredible beard grower. Fucking hell, what an unbelievable beard. We got to talk all things Travi McCoy. What an absolute pleasure it was to have him on. Yes, there's so much to say about Travi He's a multi-platinum selling artist and for the last two decades is a music personality who's really bridged the gap between the alternative and commercial universes. Gym class heroes crossed over to so many people's hearts, becoming one of the biggest and unique bands in the world and a true influence to a lot of genre mashing artists today. And check this out for a statistic. Go on. The band haven't been active for a while now and haven't released anything since 2012, but are consistently ranked in the top 500 in terms of Spotify monthly listeners. And that's a huge deal. You jammy bastards. (laughs) I fucking... Well, it's not jammy, is it? It's not jammy. It's what happens if you write fucking cracking songs, isn't it? But... Oh, do you know what? I'd love that. I reckon I would take my PRS, my (laughs) Performance Rights Society money, every quarter up to at least 70 quid, I reckon. Oh, imagine (laughs) that. Every every quarter, 70 quid. But yes, fucking congratulations to Travi and the Gym Class Heroes for that. That's fucking, that's a fucking unbelievable feat. That's a huge statistic as well when you consider how much the music industry revolves around that kind of stuff but outside of it travi's solo career and just dna is all over influential mega hit singles his songwriting features and collaborations 
an endless list that feature such artists as Fallout Boy, Pink, Bruno Mars, CeeLo Green, Maroon 5, T-Pain, Sia, Ollie Murs, Jason Mraz, Lil Wayne, Panic at the Disco, and even Kylie Minogue. Right, Morg. You could have... That list could have been all <laughs> fucking class legends, right? <laughs> but for some reason, in the middle of it, you decided to add... Ollie Murs! <laughs> Why the... Like, no, all right, Cooley's worked with Ollie Murs, and that, that's wicked, right? And Ollie Murs, tidy fella. But I wouldn't put Ollie Murs on the same level as somebody like um, T-Pain... Bruno Mars, maybe. Bruno Mars and Ollie Mears. Do you think, do you think, <laughs> do you think that's a co-headliner? <laughs> no, no, not to me. I was showing the diversity of his songwriting capabilities. He works with all these brilliant artists <laughs> and this one plonker from the UK. <laughs> Fucking favourite. Oh, I love, I like Ollie Mears actually, right? I think he's quite cool as a person. I don't really, I can't say I'm into the music, but yes, that's a <laughs> fucking hell of a list and Ollie Mears mind. Yeah, well, there's so many hit songs, and we're going to get really the insight into a, such a wild career Travi has had, and how he's been away for the last 10 years working on his new solo album, Never Slept Better. And just in the grand scheme of things, Sean, I think this was a conversation we're a little bit in awe about. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, at first we were both kind of worried, because neither of us have really spoken to him before. But for a lot of these, if we don't know the people, we kind of get a bit antsy and pantsy because we don't know how they're going to be or if they're going to accept us for the stupid fools that we are from Wales, right? Or if they even understand what we're going on. But this, as most of them are, was a brilliant, brilliant chat with a wonderful human who didn't have to be as nice as he was to us, but he was fucking great. And we had a great time. So thank you very much to Travi for doing that. If you're listening to this, Cheers. It's been awesome. And throughout this conversation, we're going to talk about everything from the real passion, trouble, and why he almost really disappeared for the last decade writing this new record, the end of Gym Class Heroes, fighting his way out of record contracts, growing up in the spotlight, going from hardcore punk kid to really celebrity status, some ridiculous backstage stories, appreciating the finer things in life, being a huge comic book nerd, and we even have a dog off. It's all going on in this episode. And speaking of things we appreciate, we'd really much appreciate it if you could oh, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash sapnin. And if you've got any ideas for other episodes or people you want to hear from or questions about any of the guests or anything that's going on, Get in touch with us on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, TikTok, I suppose. At Sappeninpod. That's at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. And um, yeah, give us a message because we love a chat. Patreon.com forward slash Sappenin. At Sappeninpod on Twitter and Instagram. Let's fucking gow. Yes, this is the songwriting superstar that is Travis McCoy of Gym Class Heroes on episode 196 of Sappenin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You could have said that with a bit more vigor then, I think. I felt, I felt like you were a bit flat. Anyway.
happening? It's happening. Yes. Yes. yes! This week's guest is rapper, singer, songwriter, and mighty, mighty beard grower, Travi McCoy. <laughs> it's coming through, man. You know what's crazy? I didn't I didn't start growing facial hair until I was like 25. And now I got this crazy massive. Wow. I don't think I'm gonna let it I'm not, I'm never gonna cut it either. Fuck it. Go on. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, I'm I'm 38 and I cannot grow anything here at all. <laughs> yo, I, yo, I, I had the, I had the issue with uh connect the like connecting my mustache. <laughs> yo, this shit was always bald right here, always. Oh, shit. It, it never connected until like a year ago, and now my shit is like it's white as well. Like, what Class. the fuck? <laughs> that looks awesome, though. Yeah, yeah. Mine kind of mine kind of just does the normal mustache, and then I get two little dots further down to make me look two like dots. a fish. See, it's up. Op- <laughs> It's opposite for me. I get bits that grow much more thicker than other bits, and then it's a whole thing. Yeah. It's just a lot, a lot of work. Like like a, a, a patchwork quilt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but how are you doing, man? How's things? It seems that it's been a, a busy time lately. You've been doing a lot of traveling, Ooh. a lot of uh, uh, stuff. What's what's been going on? It's been great, man. Um, we dropped uh, finally. Finally dropped the album on July fifteenth, uh, a couple Fridays ago. Um, yep, congratulations. A couple few Fridays ago. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man. It's been the album's been ten years in the making, which is crazy to say. But um, uh, I, I signed a deal with with Hope this like records uh, like two years ago, and uh, they've been nothing but amazing. The the, the reception and, and the response to the album is, has been amazing. You know what I mean? Um, 10 years is a long time to, 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 to get it, to try to get it right. You know what I'm saying? And I did my damnedest to, to, to make it an experience, you know, as opposed to a, 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 a mixtape or a, a, a sloppy job of work. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, <laughs> um, I feel like we live in an age right now where everything's so single driven and nobody really cares about albums anymore. And, and I mean, as an artist, I like, I did the single thing for a minute, but I'm like, no, I, I I like I like I like focusing on on full bodies, you know what I'm saying? And, and I like those full bodies of work to be very very uh uh what's the tethered, you know what I'm saying? That's a really great word, tethered. Shout shout out shout out to shout out to Jordan Peele, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm sure like over the years as an artist, when you've seen more and more attention being on just a single, it kind of takes away that kind of precious songwriting moments from album tracks especially that people get to kind of express themselves a lot more because Absolutely. i'm sure there's there's some songs you write in that method that there's there's not as much pressure on because you know it's not going to be a massive single campaign behind it for example and 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 i think that's where a lot of artists get get tripped up you know worried about making hits honestly like as far as numbers go i don't know and i don't care to know how well it's doing. I just know that I put everything I have in me into it and everybody that I fuck with and, 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 and everyone that's, that's, that's gotten the album, they've hit me up like, yo, this is probably one year. They, I, I, I've even had the, the, the word mag, magnum opus thrown around. I'm Ooh. like, Holy shit. like, and that's a tough one. That's a tough one to top, top. You know what I'm saying? It's like every time I've made a record, I'm like, shit, I'm going to start running out of shit to talk about. But then 
then then you realize like you just continue to live life and have experiences and it gives you shit to talk about you know what i mean but um i got like i said earlier i, I got caught up in that single thing and it wasn't necessarily on me like i feel i feel like for a long time in my career like like in the middle of my career, I became like a super people pleaser. You know what I mean? I, I just wanted to make everyone happy and in turn made myself very unhappy doing that. You know what I'm saying? So with, with, with this album in particular, I did, I did my vic victory lap. You know what I mean? I felt like, I felt like Rocky when he ran up, ran out, ran up the stairs and got to the top and was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, and it's just been great, man. It's been great. And, and I'll never, I'll never go back to that bullshit as far as like, well, one, people, people pleasing Two, worried about, you know, like, like, like making a hit, you know what I mean? I feel like, and, and, and I feel like the most, so the, the songs that, that we've had or I've had that have been the most successful are the ones that I, I really didn't expect to be hits, you know what I mean? Cause at the end of the day, you, you don't really get to choose what's going to be a hit song. People get to choose that, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I gave up on that shit, man. I gave up on it. And, and it's been working. <laughs> well, you, talk, you talked about people pleasing there. Um, can you elaborate on kind of like what you were expected to do or was expected from you by people? Well, you know what? It, it, it came to a point, you know, like Gym Class Heroes. We started Gym Class Heroes in 97. I was in 10th grade. If you, I hope you guys don't mind if I smoke. I'm a, I'm a, no, I'm a, go for it. Go for it. I'm a horrible, horrible person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, man. So, so, so I feel like, you know, midway, we started, we started gym class in 97 and we, we, we kept pushing along on our own. We signed a field by ramen. We got upstream to Atlantic when Cuba's chokehold blew up. And then we were just kind of tossed in this, this pop world and just expected to make hit song after hit song. And it was a lot of pressure. You know what I mean? Um, I handled it well, obviously, but. I mean, there, it, it, it was it was just it was just a world that I I didn't understand or knew know how to maneuver in. You know what I'm saying? And it, it got to a point where like I was I'd be in sessions with producers, and you know we'd write we'd write songs, and then I, I'd bring this to my band, like all right, play, or, or you know I, I'd be expected to bring the songs to my band, and like all right, play this, you know, and 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 I could see how that could be discouraging for for you know um a group of dudes who used to just sit in a room and make songs together you know what i'm saying like and then have the lead singer go off and work with all these big producers and come back and just be like here play play these songs you know what i mean and i think it, it definitely took a toll on the band and i and and i i felt guilty for it for years you know what i mean like but I was trying to please the machine, you know what I mean? Mm. And now I'm raging now I'm raging against that bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. But like, yeah, one thing I wanted to bring up, I've always found really interesting about your career, Travi, is that obviously like that background, you originally came from such a kind of alternative rock emo influence growing up. Obviously, you've always been into kind of popular music and stuff like reggae dance and all that, but there was a huge period where you kind of reached so many different elements of the music industry where you kind of started off maybe underground is a word to use and then hit into mm. that kind of commercial absolutely atmosphere absolutely. um how was that being for you just looking back and being able to see the way the music industry works and different elements just different genres different worlds because it must feel like you've got a really unique look into all these different sides of it 
Yeah. Well, 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 one, one, it was by default. <laughs> it definitely wasn't <laughs> the mission statement. You know what I mean? To, to be this huge band or to, you know, like, and like I said, we, we kind of got tossed into that world, but, um, I will say, yeah, yeah. Our, our roots were, were, were definitely like underground, but we never had, we never had a mission statement. We, we were, we were never like, all right, we're going to be this type of band. You know what I mean? Like we were four different dudes from four different backgrounds four different upbringings and a whole lot of different musical, uh, you know, like m- musical idols, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and shit to be listening to. And the, the, the one thing I loved about the early gym class days is that we would share music with each other. You know what I'm saying? Like I would put them up on underground hip hop. They had never heard. They put me up on hardcore bands that I had never heard, heard of. I mean, I've, I've been a hardcore kid my whole life, but it was just that, 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 uh, that exchange and, all the shit that we listened to kind of crept its way into what we did. You know what I mean? And we, we never set out to, to make anybody happy but ourselves. You know what I mean? And, you know, like, like when, when we started, uh, you know, doing our, our first couple warp tours, I, I guess kind of getting accepted by that scene without necessarily catering to it. Um, I, 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 t- I remember, I remember one time I told Matt, I was like, yo, this shit is going to crumble. This is, this is, this shit is like Pompeii. It's going to, it's going to crumble at some point. You know what I mean? Like, and we'll be the last one standing because we're not doing what, what is expected of a warp Tour band to do. But in the same token, it's, it's cool to see this awesome fucking resurgence of all this shit coming back. You know what I mean? Like, it's really, really cool, man. Really, really cool. But as far as like, uh, as far as, as far as gym class and what I do, shit, I, I listen to everything from, from, from Michael McDonald to, to, to goddamn, uh, to goddamn, uh, Gordon Lightfoot to Rick James to, I, I listen to everything. I mean, my, my, my dad, my dad, my dad's a bass player and he's played bass all his life. I grew up in a really musical household and got to hear a lot of cool shit and, uh, which I shared with, with, all, with everybody in the band and vice versa. And that's how, uh, I guess, the gym class sound came about, which is, I don't even know what that is, but, <laughs> but that's still, that's still, that's still how I make music to this day. You know what I mean? Like, like whatever tickles my pickle. Nice. Well, yeah. Mentioning never slap better. Um, yeah. You said like, there's been 10 years since the last record. Yeah. When did you start writing for this? When, what was the first song you wrote for it? So this is gonna, This is gonna, This is gonna, This is really crazy. So, about 12 years ago, um, I got sent a track called The Best Part of Revenge, which is on the album. 12 years ago. That's my favorite song. <laughs> got it. Got it. And here's the thing. You would have never known. You would have never known, right? You would have never known. And, and, that, and, and that, I, I feel like that's, that's, that's something I hold dear to my heart is the fact that, that I try to make timeless music. You know what I mean? You'd have never known I wrote that song 12 years ago. No, it just, it, it reminded me, it just, to me, it sounds like summer, autumn, 2022. That's the vibe I got with it. And I fucking love it. <laughs> it's, it it'll be, it, it'll be summer 2045, hopefully too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, man. So I, I got this track from this dude, Jared. And I was like, yo, this shit is crazy. And I literally wrote the song that day, the day I got it. And I sent it back to Jared. He's like, yo, this is fucking bananas. Let's work some more. And I think it took about, it was like another two or three years before him and I actually got in the studio together in LA. 
And we wrote two songs that day. You know what I mean? And I was like, all right, we got some here. You know what I mean? And so we decided, I mean, Never Slept Better started as, as a Gym Class Heroes record. Um, and, and sadly, <laughs> about a, a quarter of the way into the record, things got kind of hairy and, and I won't, I won't dig too deep into it, but, uh, we, we, we all kind of felt that it was time to fucking, you know, let this lay it to rest for a little bit. You know what I mean? And, and I had to deal with the depression. I mean, Brad, I've spent, I spent more than half of my life in this band. You know what I mean? And it, and it was kind of like, it was kind of like this. I always, I always compare it to that scene in, uh, end game where, where, uh, Spider-Man's like, Mr. Starks, I'm not feeling too good. He starts floating away like <laughs> like my band literally like like disintegrated in front of my face. And I had to tuck my tail and come home and deal with that depression. And it took me like a good three. I, bro, I, I didn't get out of the bed for like a good three weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like like everything I've known and loved is now buried deep. When it happened to me, you like when my band decided that they wanted to call it a day, I was the only one who was like, no, let's do this forever. And everybody else was like, no, we've got kids and lives. We need money. <laughs> that, you know, what's crazy. Same shit. Same shit. With me. I'm, I'm literally the only I mean, I'm working on it. Don't, don't get me wrong. Working on it. But I, I, I'm not I'm I'm one of I'm one of seven kids. I'm the middle kid and I'm the only one without kids. And all my bandmates have kids and families and shit. So like. And that comes with with its own struggles uh, uh, aside from trying to fucking keep a career afloat. You know what I'm saying? And I don't feel like me not having kids gives me an advantage. But um, at the same time, like like I understood. I, fuck it. I'll, I'll, I'll dig a little deep. So so uh, I got a call from Matt one night and he was just like, Trav, like, like, like. I'm 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 on antidepressants and drinking whiskey to go to bed at night because I'm so stressed out. You know what I mean? Like with what's going on. I'm like, well, the last thing I want you to do is that, you know what I'm saying? So if we got to take a hiatus, we got to take a hiatus. And he's just like, honestly, bro, I don't, I don't know if I can do it anymore. And I was like, well, I have to respect that decision. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we started this shit and we could, we could put it to bed if we want to, you know what I'm saying? And, and if we decide to dig it back up, and and breathe some life back into it it'll happen when it needs to but but uh uh i had and 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 while i was going through that little that i don't say little depression while i was going through that depression uh jared called me he's like yo get the fuck up out of bed fly to nashville and let's fucking finish this album and i'm like you're absolutely right you're absolutely right i can't sit in the house all day like waddling in this fucking self-pity and you know what i mean like like it was just it it was terrible times, but I got over it. And, and what helped me get over it was finishing this album. You know what I mean? It was very cathartic, like very cathartic. Nice. Yeah. My point was that, yeah, when it happened to me, um, yeah, I got so depressed that I, I went, I went off music for like two years. I just didn't listen to anything. I was like, I'm done with this. Nobody interests me. I just want to, if I'm not playing it, when my band stopped, all music stopped. Right. And I was like, what people, people are still Still listening to other bands? What are they doing? That's insane. Yo, you, you, you literally just, you literally just pulled that whole thought out of my head. Like, yoink. that's how I felt. Exactly how I felt. That's exactly how I felt. Yeah, and, and then yeah, it took seeing it took seeing a young, good Welsh band play for me to go. Oh no, everybody carried on, and this is brilliant. And I need to get back into this, and then ultimately we started the podcast after that. Then so, word up, that's fucking awesome, man. 
Was there a moment for you where you kind of like snapped out of that mindset or was it just kind of writing and working on your music in different ways helped kind of get back to to celebrating it where you are today? It was that call from Jared. It was that call from Jared. He was just like, yo, like you can't do this, bro. Like, like you, you not, not only do you owe me to finish this album, <laughs> you owe, you owe the fucking world. You know what I mean? And, and, and that it stuck with me. I'm like, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. Like, like, like they need to hear this shit. You know what I'm saying? And, and we put, we had put so much effort into the first chunk of it. And I mean, there were songs that I hadn't written ly- lyrics to yet that were still dope as shit. And I'm like, who God knows what's going to come, come of this, but I'm not going to not, let me, I don't, I don't want to use a double negative, but I'm not going to not see it through. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm not the type of person to just fucking, you know, just, just give up. I don't, I never, that's my dad instilled that in me at, at, at a very young age. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you see, you start something, you see it through, you know what I mean? Well, the thing is with this record, as you've said, like there's been so much happened behind the scenes over this last decade with it starting as a gym class record and then changing everything and labels. And there's so many things you, it seems that like you've had to put up with and deal with and change and work on behind the scenes in that time. And I mean, now finally having it out as the finished product it is, does it kind of feel like there's a little bit more passion? Does it feel a little bit more special to you? this record compared to anything else absolutely i honestly i can I, I can honestly tell you both that this is the most proud i've been of a project in my entire life in my entire life you know what i mean um the 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 the, the i guess the the death of gym class heroes was tough on me but also like uh separating myself from my my, my old management and and it took me about three and a half years to get out of my deal with Atlantic. Oh, and wow. that, 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 that's a whole nother, you know, a, a whole nother <laughs> stack of bricks on my shoulders that I had to deal with, but I got through it. You know what I'm saying? And finished the record. So I feel like a fucking, I feel like an X-Man right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yes. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know uh, what my superpower would be. Maybe just being awesome, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome man, I'd just be awesome man. <laughs> no, fucking awesome man. Like yeah, yeah, I'd be fucking awesome man. Yeah, like the brand. Yeah, and then you get a ba- and then you get a brand deal then from fucking awesome as well. So it's a double. Fucking, it's a double. That part, or or, or 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 you can just call me fam for short. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> fucking <Nice>. awesome man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna write this down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come up with a comic now. <laughs> call me awesome man. But I think a lot of people like are just fans of music don't see the kind of politics side and having to deal with labels and especially when there's like a, a, a tricky situation like this like i'm sure you can't go too deep into like details but how hard was those three and a half years for you trying to kind of work something out with atlantic and then sign into hopeless i'm sure that was oh, a they, whole processing itself they didn't want they didn't want to let me go they, they didn't want to let me go of course, and, and, of course they didn't and the of course they didn't <laughs> Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying like, so like, so if I'm obviously unhappy in this situation and you don't, and you want to keep me, do you think I'm going to make, make quality music for you? Fuck out of my face. No, I'm not. I'm not. Matter of fact, I'm not going to make any music for you. So like, so you can, you can keep me contractually binded to you, but you ain't going to get shit from me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so we eventually came, we, we came to a, we came to an agreement and, and, 
and it worked out in my favor. And and I and I'm grateful to to everybody at Atlantic for what they did for us and what they did for me. I'm grateful for my for my ex management for everything they they did for me. I, I don't I don't hold grudges, you know what I mean. Um, I didn't necessarily agree with a lot of shit that went down. Um, but I also was that naive green kid that was like, oh, you know that age old story like the major label will fuck you over it. I, I never thought it happened to me. You know what I mean? Never in a million years. And then when I started seeing signs and red flags, I'm like, oh, this shit can happen to anybody. This shit can happen to anyone. It doesn't matter if you wrote Billionaire or fucking Stereo Hearts or if you wrote motherfucking Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, this shit can happen to you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it can happen. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees, promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah. And really, try, you've grown up under that kind of music spotlight, like, you've been in the industry for more years than you haven't at this point. How strange is it being for you just kind of growing up under that spotlight? And is there anything you kind of really noticed on just the way you are in, in life compared to how the, when you started writing music to now, is there anything that kind of comes to mind on that side of things? You know what, you know what, when, when, when I signed a hopeless and, and I had my first meeting with them, Pardon me, I just burped. Ugh, sorry. When I had my first meeting with them, it felt like the first time that we went to Fuel Bot Ramen. You know what I mean? Like it was mm. a, a a bunch of a bunch of kids. I don't want to say kids, but a, a bunch. Actually, it was a bunch of kids back then. <laughs> we were we were still kids as well. But um, it was a bunch of kids that were super passionate about music, super passionate about championing the music that they were into, and that's how it felt like. That's how it, that's how it felt when I, I first met with Hopeless. It was like, whoa, this is they care. You know what I mean? Like they care. And 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 when you have big machines like Atlantic Records, Interscope, uh, Capital, I can name a gazillion of them, they have a million acts ready to go. If your shit doesn't work, all right, cool, that's not working. We got a gazillion. See, this this this, this I guess this is how I would. I look at it like I, I, I look at it like this. I feel like these labels. Say if you're fishing, right? You go fishing. I usually go with one pole. Major labels go out with 50 million. You know what I mean? Like they go out with 50 million fishing poles and something's going to hit. I just don't have 50 million hands. You know what I'm saying? I got two <laughs> and I got enough for one pole. 
but 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 again like like i got that 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 feeling that i got with fbr with hopeless but on another level because i i'm now now i'm a, I'm, an, I'm an established artist you know what i'm saying so um i know what i want i know i know i know what i want to do and beyond that they fucking absolutely love the record you know what i mean like love the record i brought the record to my management and and literally i'm i'm playing <laughs> i'll never forget this shit man like i i never i'd never been so like humbled in my life like so I, I took a train. I took a train. I live. I lived about two and a half hours. I lived about two hours north of New York City, like out in the country. And uh, I took a train to meet my manager to play him what I had done in Nashville. And I'm playing on the record, and he goes, "Uh, hold on. Uh, I'll be right back. I got to go check my fantasy baseball." And I'm like, "Okay. Oh, uh, what? Whoa. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, so I'm like, uh, bro. Like one." I mean, I'm I'm six foot six. I'm a pretty big dude, but I wanted to cry. I dead ass wanted to cry. Like I wanted to start crying. I'm like, fuck this. I was like, you know what? I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna name names. But I'm like, listen. Um, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll holler at you when I holler at you. You know what I'm saying? And that that train ride back was like the pivotal moment when I said, you know what? Fuck this shit. Like like I'm not I'm not going out of my way to make people happy. It's a not going out of their way to make me happy. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, it, it, again, like I said earlier, like you know, you never think it's going to happen to you until it does. You know what I mean? Well, you called yourself an established artist. And I think that's kind of an understatement in the grand scheme of things, because you've been love, a part of so many mega hits over the last few decades. And Oh, I've made a lot of people famous, bro. I made a lot <laughs> of people famous. <laughs> you have, you definitely have, but one thing I've always noticed is that you've said constantly that you never want to feel like you've made it. Like there's been moments where you feel like you've arrived. There's been milestones. Yeah. There's moments you really appreciate. But is there anything you've kind of done to keep yourself grounded in that element? Because I'm sure over the years, you know, you've got so many people telling you how great you are behind the scenes as well. So how how do you kind of keep yourself grounded, keep yourself motivated and not lose sight of oh, that creativity? Easy. One, just don't be a dick. <laughs> Two, <laughs> like, like appreciate, you know what I mean? What you have. And, and, and when I, when I, when I said established artist, that's not, that's not in my eyes. That's in the eyes of, you know, like music consumers, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, and back to what you said about, you know, like, not feeling like I made it. I still, you know, like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what made it means. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand that language. Like, and I feel like that's what keeps me hungry. You know, it keeps me wanting to to continue to make dope ass music. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, like there's, there's been a lot of, a lot of dope monuments, you know, like or milestones and, and I got a fucking ton of plaques and I'm not, I'm not jerking my own dick here, but I'm being, just being honest. Um, I got a ton of fucking platinum plaques and none of that shit means nothing to me. You know what I mean? As long as I show up to a show and these kids are, are, are singing every word and, and, and telling me how I, I got after the show, you know, like I, I don't, I'm, I don't rush off to the bus and, and hide. I go, I go into the crowd and hang out with the kids and, you know, hearing stories like, yo, this song got me through this, uh, or, you know, someone, someone coming up and I, I've been very transparent about my, 
my past battles with addiction and, you know, kids coming up to me and giving me their, their 30 day or two year, uh, you know, tokens uh, for of, oh, wow. of sobriety. And yeah, it's, it's, it's shit like that that keeps me doing what I do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel class, like class. It's, yeah. it's the connection. It's the connection. You know, it's always been the connection. Yeah. And that's such a personal connection as well, because obviously songs mean so much to people. But when you can find it that they've you've helped other people get sober or continue in that way that must just blow your mind in so many ways it's fucking I, I'll, I'll never forget the, the 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 first time uh i actually have i have a i have a box with about 11 sobriety tokens in it and I, i've kept them all but the first one i got was in uh i believe i was in sacramento and this kid came up to me he's like yo I'm, I'm 30 days sober today because of you and i'm like because of me he's like yo like like you just just being honest and 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 really really putting it out there without being ashamed and and you know i mean i mean that's that, that's 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 the killer i mean if it's not a, a a mixture of drugs the real killer is guilt and shame you know what i'm saying like and that that was killing me like in, in my act of addiction the guilt and shame like i never did drugs with people I, I, I'd, I'd be on the back of the bus or I'd be in my hotel room. I, I was embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want anybody to know I was weak. You know what I'm saying? Like, or, you know, like I needed to lean on something to, to do what I had to do. And, and I was a, a very, uh, obviously I was, a, I was a very, uh, functional addict <laughs> to say the least, but that's, that's not, that's not anything to be proud about. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, there, there were, there were times where my band was very concerned, but, but I feel like they were a little too, scared to to confront me because they i think they may may have thought i, I might have lashed out but honestly had they reached out i may have i may have gotten cleaner a lot earlier but that's not on them that's all, that's all on me because you know like i said I, I i kept it to myself but i let it out through music you know what i mean and in turn helped a lot of kids get their lives together and and man that's the biggest payoff ever like fuck a plaque fuck a fucking fuck a check like if I could save a life, that's, 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 that's there. You can't put a price on that. You know what I'm saying? Nope. That's class. That's absolutely yeah. class. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. But was there, um, was there anything you realized over those years in particular that kind of sparked you getting sober? Like, was there anything that kind of oh, showed shit. that light for there, you? Absolutely. I mean, I, shit, I, drugs took, at least six girlfriends from me, one fiance. Um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I mean, also you, you start to lower your standards, the deeper you get into addiction. You know what I mean? Like I would, I would be hanging out like I'm a fucking, uh, a multi-platinum selling artist hanging out with scumbags in Detroit to get heroin. You know what I'm saying? Like what? Like, you know what I mean? And, and they're just stoked to have me there. And I'm just like, I just need my drugs. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't give a fuck about like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't give a fuck about anything, but being straight, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, and looking back on those times, bro, I could have got killed fucking, or God knows, God knows what could have happened to me in the places that I, I put myself in. You know what I mean? But yeah, I, I'm, I'm, whoo. Actually, like bringing that up, yo, that shit just gave me a, the weirdest feeling in my stomach because I, I, I'm thinking of story, like I'm thinking of like times where I really could have got fucked up, like mm. I could have, I could have <laughs> got, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were some strange times, but um, 
uh, and a lot of people don't make it out, man. A lot of people don't make it out. So, um, back to the kids coming up to me and, 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 and shit that, that shit really like, it hits me like dead in the heart. You know what I'm saying? Cause I've had friends die left and right from way, way less than what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? Way less, way less. Um, and especially now here in the States with this fentanyl shit everywhere, like you don't know what the fuck you're putting into your body. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, I'm, I'm man, I'll, I'll be, I'll be 41 this Saturday. I'll be damned if I'm going to oh, like sacrifice. Thanks, man. I, I didn't, I never thought I'd make it to, to, to 30, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> so 11 years later, 11 years later, I ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Yeah. Class. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you being so open and honest with all that to us, man. Uh, thank you. It's so nice to see you doing so well and everything. But um, going going back to those moments, feeling like you arrived, was there any early on where you just thought, "What? How the hell is this going on? Like, how am I here? How is this happening?" Oh, yeah. The- uh, there, 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 there was one in particular. I, I think. I think actually. The first one that I, I is always my go-to. Pete from Fall Boy sent me a video. It was like a, a clip, a video clip, and Kanye West was doing a show in Vegas, and he stopped the entire show. He's like, "Hold up, hold up, hold up!" On my way to this show, my driver was playing this song, and this shit was so dope. I just want to take a second, play it right now. And he played Cupid's. He stopped his whole show and played Cupid's Chokehold. And Whoa. when Pete said, "Yo, I damn near pissed myself. I damn near pissed myself." I was like, "Did this shit really happen?" And I, I watched the video like twenty times. Like, "Oh shit! Like, shit is real now. It's real. Yeah. It's real." I just, yeah, I got goosebumps here, and I think I got him again too. I got him again too. My legs are all bumped up. <laughs> Ooh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was different, man. That was different. There, there, there's been a couple others that. But but none of them stand up to that one. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Kanye the... West. I wonder what he's up to now. Shit. Wild somewhere. Uh, he, he, I, I, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, Travi's not a fan anymore. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair I'm enough. not a fan anymore. No, but but no. you know what? Like like you got to give the man his credit. He he's he's as a a savant in his own right you know what i mean he's he's easily easily the biggest artist of our time you know what i'm saying and and i'm i'm just glad i'm i'm stoked that i was around to see him come being the underdog and then being the top dog you know what i'm saying it's, it's inspiring it's inspiring I, I don't know what the fuck kind of dog he is now, but <laughs> not one that not one that I want in my yard, you know. No, no, no. Give me, a, give me a small dachshund like Pete <laughs> Davidson any day. I'd much rather. I'd a much small, rather yo, you, yo, yo, you want to? That's so funny you said that. Hold on, I want you. I want you to meet Fowler. Oh, well, we're a dachshund off. Are we actually. We I'm, a I'm, 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 I might change your name to Kanye West. Oh, <laughs> is my right, baby girl it. Fowler. Say hi, mommy. Say hi. Say hi. <laughs> oh, he's going to get his dog now. <laughs> I'm going to start calling her Yeezy. <laughs> hey, little Yeezy. Little Yeezy. Hey, oh, no way. Stop <laughs> it. Are you kidding me? Oh, bro. That's wait, wait. crazy. Oh, wow. so, oh wait, you got one, too? <laughs> no way. Both of you guys got Dodsons? No, oh, this no, is I a have... chug. This is a chug. Oh, but... shit. 
<laughs> Every time we talk. Oh, adorable. Adorable. <laughs> Man, I'm I'm such a dog lover. Like, like in you know, like like it's so funny. Like my first dog was a Chihuahua, and like I'm six six, and everybody ex- you know, people expect you to have this big Rottweiler or a big pit bull, but I've always been I've always been more, I've always felt more comfortable with small female dogs for some reason. Like they, I don't know. They have this weird, like, ner- like this is, this is my baby Thalo. She's a, I just rescued her uh, from Korea. Oh, that's my baby girl. Oh, she can see. And, and not only that, like, yo, she actually, she's the only dog that I FaceTime that actually looks at me and, and can hear me talking to her. Look at her ears. Yeah, like, she can. Yo. Yeah, I, I noticed that. When <laughs> She's we first such a sweetheart. Yeah, man. I love that. I love that. That I love that female canine energy. That sounds really creepy, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine's a, mine's a Dachshund cross with a Chihuahua. They call them Chihuahuas. Chihuahuas. What? That's a breed or is it, it just happened to be a, like a mutt? No, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, they were bred together as um, they both pedigrees, and yeah, a chewiwi, chewiwi. I've never heard of that. I think it's because I think it's because in America, um, dachshunds are wieners, a wiener dog. Sometimes I guess wiener dogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, chihuahua, chewiwi, chewiwi. Oh, I get it. it. I get it. Because I would, yeah, I would have gone with dachshwawa myself yo that's awesome and, and it sounds kind of like like it, it sounds very very like culture like african <laughs> say it again daxwawa daxwawa yeah that's, that's definitely a dog from, that's definitely a dog from wakanda for sure <laughs> oh wow for sure a dox, oh. Dox, yeah daxwawa forever daxwawa forever <laughs> oh, i'm gonna get our t-shirt made i'm gonna get our t-shirt made class Oh, brilliant. But Travi, one thing I really wanted to talk to you about, you mentioned earlier making a lot of people famous over the years. And you've like collaborated, written for, and just worked with so many huge artists over the last how many years, you know, from just kind of Bruno Mars to Adam Lambert, Jason Mraz, Sia, Fall Out Boy, Train. The list goes on and on. I mean, is that one thing in your career that's been quite refreshing and that you're quite proud of is to be able to work with so many other artists and see how they operate, see what works, what doesn't, and just kind of mix it up a lot. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I would, I would definitely, I would say, and, and I, like you said, I've worked with a lot of people, but I think me and Jared, who, who executive produced never slept better with me, him and I, have this weird unspoken like this i don't know what it is man like like and honestly i can i can go on the rest of my career or life just working with jared man but um i just i just hung out with asa from electric guest i feel like him if him and i and jared got into a room together we'd make a fucking hell of an album asa is amazing man like he's he's electric guest is dope on its own but like He's, he's such a great person and he, and we, uh, we, we hung out and had drinks in LA and he, uh, he gave me a folder the next day, the next morning I had a folder full of, full of beats and I, and I didn't skip a single one. I drove out to, to, uh, Mal- not Malibu, uh, out to studio city to do some, uh, Oh, I, I drove out, to, I drove out to do uh, ridiculousness with Rob Deerdick 
we listened to the whole folder on the way there and I was just smiling the entire time. I'm like, yo, like me and this dude need to fucking get to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So shout, shout out to Asa. Um, shout out to Jared. Honestly, I'd be happy just working with those two dudes for the rest of my life. For real. Nice. Was there anyone that you've worked with who had, um, a strange style of writing or recording or producing? I'm not going to say no names. <laughs> I'm not going to say no names. But a fucking but Patrick Stump. I've worked with some very strange people. Um, right. I've worked, I've worked with people. I've worked with producers who, who uh, literally talk about dicks for three hours before the session gets started. I've worked. And I, I can say this. I, I, I can say this. I've never been in a, in a session like this before. But my first session with T-Pain, actually it wasn't my first because we started working on tour together. He had, a, he had a, a, a studio on his bus, which was fucking, I had never seen anything like it in my yeah, life. Yeah, that was head of, he was, he's, he's always been pole. ahead of the game with everything. Like he's always oh been fucking first to everything T-Pain. And, and he doesn't stop. He doesn't stop. That motherfucker, I can't, he's probably got fucking eight terabytes full of songs, bro. Like he's, 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 he's very, very prolific. But, I remember the first time I worked with Payne at Hit Factory Miami and I walk in and there's four huge flat screens and each of them, each, each of the screens had the nastiest porn I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, Oh, now I get what, now I get where the inspiration comes from, I guess. But like, <laughs> I was very uncomfortable to say the least, very uncomfortable, but, but we made a lot of hot shit, you know what I'm saying? But, I definitely, I definitely kept my eyes on the floor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a different working environment. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird, that's a weird, um, yeah, that's a weird night on Twitch with T Pain. T Pain presents T Porn. Oh no, T-Porn. we don't want this. T Porn, T Pain, another one. <laughs> T Porn, I love it. T Porn, for real, for real. T Porn, yeah, that, that I, I. Ne- I mean, everybody's got their, 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 uh, their thing. Um, mine, mine just happens to be weed. I just, I just like to smoke weed. You know what I mean? Like, snap, <laughs> snap, like very much so. Yes. <laughs> but during all those collaborations as well, I'm sure there's been many over the years that you've tried to work with an artist or there's been things where maybe you've written a song and it hasn't come out for any reason. Is there anyone's? Like that over the years, where like, is yeah. there any secret songs we don't know about that you just gutted hasn't hasn't come out? Well, it's coming out, but but Ooh. I'll never forget the first the first time I worked with Pharrell and oh, what a guy! I I, I had to geek down a lot. I had to I, I had to like, all right, I'm going in here. Don't don't fucking fanboy. Don't I like tell my like literally like in my head. Don't fanboy. Don't fanboy. Don't fanboy. He played me a he played me a couple beats, and I was like, cool. And he's like, I'll, I'll be back. I got to go work on Beyonce's record. I'm like, Wait, I, thought, I, thought, I, I, thought we, I thought we were working together. Like, what the fuck is going on here? So, but um, one of the beats ended up being a song called TikTok that you guys will hear soon. Uh, I have a, a, a collective called Bat Squad, um, which I started ages ago. And it kind of dissipated, but I rebuilt the team and... As of now, it's myself, uh, Chris Crack. If you guys haven't heard of Chris Crack, please, please, please check him out. My man, Quentin Brock, please check him out. He's amazing. He just dropped a record recently. 
um, West Period, um, my brother Big Mont, um, and yeah, man, we 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 so we have a, a we we've been working on this mixtape for we we started it during it's actually called the Batdemic because we started during the during the pandemic, but um, nice. yeah, those are my mans, man, and and like like the song that I did with Pharrell ended up being a Bat Squad song called TikTok, and it's fucking amazing. It's amazing, like to hear that that you know that that that, that uh original Neptunes that boom 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 and the song starts you know what I'm saying bro like it gives it gives me chills thinking about like at least at least I got one you know what I'm saying at least I got yeah. one <laughs> nice was he um yeah how was he to work with because um yeah I've been fortunate to well, I, did, I didn't um, I, I didn't really work with him so I wouldn't oh. know so <laughs> he, literally, he, he literally came in the room he's like what's up you know like we hung out for a minute talked for a minute talked music. And he's like, all right, I got to go work on Beyonce's album. I'm like, okay. So I basically, I basically worked with his, with his minions. <laughs> if you wanna, and, and I don't mean that in a, in a derogatory way. No, but like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, all these dudes, all these dudes, like literally like they, all these, these huge producers, they have teams, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, they'll, they'll make me, they'll make four or eight bars and give it to the team and they'll work it out, add drums, all this shit. It, it's a machine, bro. Like, like these, these producers are literally machines. Um, and I guess at, 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 when you get to that status, you, you can't do it on your own. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no way you can pump out that much music on your own. So, but one thing I did learn from working with Pharrell and studying the Neptunes is that, um, uh, and it's something that we applied to never slept better. Um, the way, the way the Neptunes produce and the way Pharrell produces is that he's, he just stacks shit. Like even if, if, if he's not feeling, he stacks it and stacks it and stacks, 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 stacks and keeps it all. And then he'll just subtract, 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 subtract. And then you end up with fucking 15 songs out of one song. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's something I've, I've, I've kept up here. You know what I mean? So whenever I'm in a session, I'm like, Hey, and, 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 and I learned this from my brother, Andy. And we, 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 we call it DTS and that means it stands for dare to suck. You know what I'm saying? Dare to suck. Fuck it. If it doesn't, if it's not cool, we'll, we'll keep it, but we'll, we'll, we'll mute it. You know what I'm saying? And then you never know. It might be cool for another song. You know what I'm saying? But you still have it there. So it's like fucking go all out. You know what I'm saying? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Balls deep. Well, yeah, as you, yeah, you, you mentioned that then. I was, watching, um, I was watching a bit of your No Jumper podcast that you did. You said something that rung true to myself, and I think more people need to hear and feel this. Um, but you said, um, you said about stop caring about people, what people think, and uh, being teased and stuff. And that's something that we try to push on this podcast is that it's, it's pointless taking on what other people think when it's going to be no help to either of you, really. Absolutely. And, and, and you know what? You, that stems from, from growing up as a fat biracial kid in a very small redneck town. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like a very small, I don't want to say redneck town, but it was, it was small. It was a small college town that wasn't really, you know, like, like accepting of, of a huge <laughs> biracial kid with tattoos and piercings. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Cause, cause that, that, that mentality has stayed with me my entire life. It's like, I love going back home and I love visiting my family back there, but all the kids that put me through hell in middle school and high school absolutely hate their lives right now. And it makes yeah. me so happy. It makes me so happy. <laughs> it makes me so fucking happy. Fucking <laughs> right. It makes me so happy. For real. Yeah. But that's the thing. They like they weren't they weren't happy back then. So they exactly. were like, they, they weren't gonna be happy on, later. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I like to call it the 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 uh the 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 I peaked in high school um <laughs> the, the, I, the I peaked in high school um uh scenario. Yeah. Yeah, we, everyone knows. Everyone knows a little bit of of those yeah, yeah. Of, of like, those people. Dude, dude, when I was in tenth grade, I was the dopest soccer player ever. I'm like, yeah, but now you're 45. What the fuck is going on? Like, get the fuck out of yeah. here. <laughs> but, but, but that's another thing I always respect of you is that you've always been true to yourself, no matter what the in, inspiration is. Because like you've mentioned, all the love for kind of comic books and superhero films and stuff like that, and Older. you. you you incorporate that as much as you can as well. So it's nice to know that it doesn't matter if you think it's going to fit in or not. It's a part of you and you want to portray that. Exactly. And, and, and I stay true to that and I always will, you know what I mean? And I feel like that's what, what's got me to where I'm at, you know, is, is just being blatantly honest. And, and here's the thing. We live in an age right now where like, bro, there's, there's no way you can lie. Everything, everything's, everything's documented. You know what I mean? So like, um, and, and that's something that, that Jonathan Daniel told me a long time ago from crush management. I, I, I love him to death. Like he's, he, he's been my Yoda for years. You know what I mean? And he just said, Trav, just, just like, don't ever lie. Don't ever lie. Like, and we had, we had no media, media training. Not all that shit was out the window when we got signed media, you know, they usually, they used to take. You had, you like back in the day, you had to take media, media training courses, like to be an artist. You know what I mean? Like we didn't have that shit. They would just throw me in interviews and be like, all right, talk about your life or, or, or answer these questions. And, and I'm not going to lie to anybody about, or, or tell, tell, you know, 
like stories that didn't happen. Like, so I, 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 I that's, that's, a, that's a, a character trait that, that I, I, I like to pat myself on the back for, because like I said, man, like people will find you out. They will find you out. And there's the, I can't even imagine what it'd be like to, 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 you know, make up some crazy false narrative and then have somebody be like, uh, that didn't happen. And here's facts. And I'm like, yeah. and I, uh, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, no, thank you. No, thank you. I got nothing yeah. to hide. Nothing to hide. Here's a two-hour YouTube video I've put together exactly. of all the times that you did the thing you said all you didn't do. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It happens. Yeah. It happens. It I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. <laughs> well, Travi, as we start to wind down here with uh, the last few questions, I mean, obviously, you've talked so much about how passionate you are about this new record, Never Slept Better. Um, but for people who haven't checked it out yet, what's one thing you really hope people take away from this album more than anything? Um, I, honestly, I, I would just say, I would just say whether you got a, a nice pair of KRK speakers or, or some really decent headphones, put the album on, listen to it from front to back. There's, like I said before, there's no, there's no skippers. There's no skippers. And if, and if you skip something, you shouldn't be listening to the album anyways. But I spent like I, me and Jared spent a lot of time sequencing and, and we played with a lot of binaural beats, like binaural frequencies and shit. So like the album actually like physically relaxes you as you listen to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and there's peaks and valleys. Um, but if there's anything I want people to take away from it, it's just like, Hey, like, like I'm still me. I'm still human. You know what I mean? I, 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 I'm not perfect. Um, and beyond that, the shit that I've been through the past uh, for the past 10 years is all on the album. So if you're wondering where I've been for the past 10 years, it's all there. You know what I'm saying? It's all there. But um, I guess if, 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 there's, there's, if there's anything else I, I want them to take away from this album is that no matter how tough shit gets, you can get through it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and that goes beyond addiction. I'm talking about fucking dealing with major labels, dealing with fucking shitty management, dealing with fucking shitty people, dealing with dealing with artists that you you've helped give careers to who don't return your calls. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like th there's a lot, there's a lot in there, but just stay true to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, just stay true to yourself and, and you'll always win. You'll always win. We appreciate that advice so much, man. And thank you so much for, taking the time to do this just before you go if there's anything else you'd like to plug mention that the people know about uh, please do absolutely so well first and foremost make sure you go get never slept better right now on all streaming platforms check out all the videos I put, I put out a ton of videos before i even put the album out so check out all the music videos they're all dope shout out to space visuals for everybody for for uh in angelica and and pseudo who shot basically all the videos almost um except for uh, i believe the the first or the, the first video was shot by my man dj but shout to space visuals shout to my manager hodge shout to bat squad west period chris crack big mont goddamn make sure you go get make sure you go get my man quentin brock's new album shit and 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 get ready get ready for that bat squad mixtape the the bat demic is coming it's coming yeah, can't wait for yes. that. Um, Travi, I just want to say thank you very much for this. Um, it's been inspiring. It's been eye-opening. The connections and like links that 
I could feel between me and you for being very similar in the way things have happened for us. Um, as uh, yeah, as meant as meant a lot to me. And um, yeah, just thank you for the songs over the years. Thank you for the music. Give Jared our love because we've all got to thank Jared as well because Jared's <laughs> absolutely, obviously absolutely helped you make this that record. So he kicked he kicked me in my ass hard, like real hard. Like he <laughs> he 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 fucking punk kicked my ass like. Motherfucker, if you don't get your ass out that house and get your ass down here. So shout out to Jared, man, for real. Nice. But yeah, thank you very much. Hope we get to see you soon. Hope, hope we get to come Absolutely. see you soon. Oh, you, you, yeah. you definitely will. You definitely will. You definitely will. Yo, honestly, I, 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 I let me tell you this before before we uh, end this shit. That, yo, this has been one of the dopest interviews I've done throughout the whole promo for this record. For real. Like, you guys, you guys are really tapped in. I appreciate it. For real. For real. Yes! Woo! Fucking hell, I was loud and you went deaf, eh? That's how loud my woo is. Yeah, wow. Um, yes! What a fucking great chat. What a fucking unbelievable human. So honest and open with us. It's good to see him doing well and his sobriety. It was lovely to meet his dog as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed the little dog off we had in the middle of that. But honestly, it's just so great when... There's someone so influential like Travi, whose DNA is literally all over popular music for the last two decades, worked with so many artists, and not only do we get to hear his real-life stories, but we just get to make him laugh and have a good time and have a little bit of a connection, and to me, that's one of the craziest things about doing this podcast, is just, you know, it's not just a question and answer thing, we get to make them forget about their troubles in the world for like a little period of time as well. Yeah, and we make new friends, and they make new friends, and yeah, it's 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 been awesome that how many people that we've not known prior to this, who we've ended up becoming friends with, and messaging on the regular, and yeah, it's been awesome. So thanks again to Travi for this. You're a fucking superstar. You always will be. The album's fucking class. Check it out now. Never slept better. My favorite song is the best part of Revenge. Check it out. It's a fucking lovely tune. 17 tracks in total, including uh, interludes. There's no tours planned at the moment for him, but I'm sure that will change, and I'm hoping that we get a few UK appearances in 2023 or something as well. And of course, if you haven't, for some mad reason, go back and check out all of Gym Class Heroes' back catalog because the amount of hits and good times and feels on those albums are absolutely insane. I'd love to know how much um, PRS uh, Bruno Mars makes a billionaire. Like, how, mm. how close to being a billionaire has he <laughs> has he become just off the back of the song Billionaire? Just off that well? one song. It has, got, it has got a lot of streams. That's not what I should have asked Travi. I've just realised now, because he probably would have had the same PRS as him, really, wouldn't he? For right dinner. <laughs> Shit! Oh, oh well, well, next time. That's we just UK to her. That's it, yeah. That's it, yeah. But yeah, thanks. Thanks to Travi. Um, thanks to his people for sorting it out for us. We had a great time. We did. We really, really did. And of course, if you have any suggestions about what we should do for future episodes, some guests you'd like to hear us talk to, let us know at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Tag us, tag the guests, and maybe we can try and make something happen. Uh, the day of this being released, um, I'm going to be going to Reading Festival on the Friday to... Uh, 
have a little look around and record some stuff for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash satnin. If you head over there, you can subscribe to help us make this podcast each and every week and become a part of a wonderful community of people who are just the best in the world. So if you have any suggestions for that as well, please let me know and I'll try and see what I can do. I got a suggestion. What's that? Um, Could you please speak to uh, Rage Against the Machine? Um, Because I want to know what they think of everything that's going on in the UK right now. And there is nothing more that... I'm so glad they're playing Redding, right? Because there is nothing more that the union needs right now than a rock band, a political rock band like Rage Against the Machine on stage on what is not even the rock day, really. Right, mm, so they, they, mm. they are playing to people who are not into rock. They're going to be opening the eyes and minds of thousands of festival goers to um, the tragedies and the crimes that are currently going on with the government. So I'm so so glad Rage Against Machine. Eh? So if you could please get one minute with Tom Morello, <laughs> Zach De La Rocha, the bassist who's got the tattoo of the t-shirt under his vest, and the drummer, um, that would be excellent. Morg, I would love that. Um, t- so two things off of that. Um, uh, first off, I agree with you completely of how much of a, st- a statement and a staple and important moment that would be for them to perform. Oh, to the we UK. need it more than anything. I reckon it would literally make people rise up and realize what's going. Rise up and wise up, right? And then we'd all be better off. I think this energy crisis would be gone by October if people, when people see Rage Against Machine. Carry on, what were you going to say? Uh, uh, the second thing, and quite the bad news, is um, I don't know if you've seen this, but it was all over the, the news the last couple of weeks that Rage Against Machine are not playing Riding in Leeds Festival what? anymore because they've had to drop out what? due to a, a, an injury. Uh, one, um, of them de- well, well, one of them must be dead then. No, no. What, uh, the, what, one of the what was wrong then? Bad leg. Wet leg? Well, the band Wet Leg have killed them. <laughs> no, they've got a bad leg. Well, all of them. They've collectively <laughs> got bad legs. Sit down. Are they not all... Well, explain... No, what's going on? What? Zach, Zach, Zach Derosha, the singer of Rage Against Yeah, yeah. I know. Of course I know. He is. He's some... Rage Against Rage Machine. Against Machine. Yep. Broke his leg. And... Um, Alright. He's not playing. Um, but they've been, they've been replaced so, no, by a wait, different no, no, band. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. I'll get to that now. Um, <laughs> he's broken his leg and his, and his voice box. No, just the leg. Just the leg. Because I'm a big fan of Rage Against the Machine, right? As, as everyone should be. Is that why he was sitting down on all those American dates, the last five American dates yeah, they've done? I believe, I believe so, yeah. Well, all right, cool. Well, all right, he doesn't even need to be there, really. As long as Tom Morello's there giving the political speech, you could have anybody fronting him. But anyway, well, they bound to have been replaced by a fucking left-leaning political band um, whose parents are definitely not Tories and one of them's on Chopsy Slags, which is the TV programme Loose Women. They've definitely been replaced by a political band that are going to make a massive difference, right? Uh, quite the opposite all right well as long as it's not just a lot of pink lighting and flouncy <laughs> music right that with the first album all the song titles look like a 15 year old's dreams <laughs> chocolate sex you know etc um yeah as long as they're not being replaced by flouncy band with no backbone or uh political stance who's replacing a morgue 
wait, wait, it's got to be Rise Against, surely, like Rise Against, or a political band, or anti-flag, or as they're known in the UK, because we invented the words, anti-flag. Uh, the 1975. Oh, kill me now. That's at SapvinPod on Twitter and Instagram to keep us updated of what I get up to a writing festival this week. Give us for suggestions of who you want to hear on the podcast. And remember, please support us via patreon.com forward slash sapnin before Sean goes on a killing spree and murders us all. And speaking of our Patreon page, if you head to the description of this episode, there's loads of names there that we thank. But Sean is going to give a mahoosive shout out to the elite members of our Sapnin podcast Patreon community. Thank you very much to our special members. Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Liwoe, Janelle Castan, Paul Hirschfield, Mitch Perry, Tony Michael, Dilly Grimwood, Kelly Irwin, Emma Barber, Nathan Croshaw, Natasha Morris, Sammy G, Kat Besson, Dana Lasnova, Jenny Robinson, Murray Grimwood, Scott Jones, Kieran Olmey, who's a massive fan of the 1975, and that's not me having to go at the 1975, by the way. Rage Machine shouldn't be replaced. Anyway. Thank you very much. Amy Dawson, Amy Louise, Tom Owen, Stuart McNaught, Kayla O'Sullivan, M. Evans Roberts, Caroline Robinson, Kate Patak, Louis Cook, Martina McManus, Danny Eaton, Carl Pendlebury, James McNaught, Jenny Munster, Craig, Craigie Knoxville, Aris, Jason Aredia, John and Emma, Emily Perry, Kelly Cannon, Kalila Keane, Adam King of the Gospels Law. I hope you're all right, fella. Ollie, Sean Scared of Tables, pass it on, Amesbury. Sean Scared of Tables. I think that is a reference to last week's episode with wrestling superstar Nixon Newell, where we talk about the time you broke your back in a wrestling yeah. move from a table. Yeah, he is right. Yeah, no, he's right. Josh, it's really hard to say what my missus does for a living. She sells seashells at the seashore. Crisp. Nice one. Alice Wood, Gary White, Reese Bowling, Kate Stephen, Kyle, Fatty Boys, Who the Lewis is, Who's Fatty's Boys, David Smith. That's a twin down reference. And last by no means least... Connor Lewins and family, thank you very much to all of those people and the people Morgan mentioned in the description. Go and check it out. Thank you very much. I'm bloody heartbroken. Enjoy Reading, Morg. Thank you. Thank you to everyone for checking this episode out. As always, thank you for Travi McCoy for all the great chats and just everyone who helps support us and make this podcast. We'll be back next week and every Friday with a new episode, a special guest and some good laughs. But until then, enjoy your week, stay safe, and spread the love. I never know what to say as a last sentence, and it just happens to this. An awkward few words jumbled. So here we are. I'll stop talking now. I just realized, yeah, the Ridges machine could definitely afford private jets that would have had leg room for that. <laughs> There's no excuse. It's absolutely no excuse. I can't believe they've pulled out. Um, I think it's the worst thing they've ever done, and they should <sighs> never be forgiven. Because, oh, we're doomed. We're doomed. Anyway. Um, yes. Good luck at Redding, Morg. Everybody who's going to Redding, have fun. Everybody who lives near the beach, super gutted, the Tories have started pouring shit out everywhere. Anyway, Ridge gets Ministry. Oh, they can't sort it out. They're not going to be there. Anyway, Sapnin! Sapnin! I am losing my mind. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much.